just me today guys your your host mount and i'm here to talk to you about some nba and basically we are recording live during the mlb lockout process so i will update you guys if if the mlb and the mlbpa get any deals done it would be nice if they could get a deal done and start the season on time, but I will let you know how that goes. Um, to start off, let's smoke a bowl. Okay, okay. I know you guys are down with that. Let's get it. Let's get it. Oh, remember, guys, a bowl a day keeps COVID away. <laughs> All right, but anyways, let's get into this uh, NBA talk. Yeah. Woo. What do you guys want to talk <laughs> talk about? Nets. We could talk about them. Um, we could talk about the 76ers. We could talk about a lot of things, to be honest. Let's look at the NBA standings as of right now. As of March 1st, as of February 28th at midnight, you got... Heat, Bulls, 76ers, Bucks in the East. Um, 76ers moved up. Bucks and Cavs both moved down. Celtics still right there above the Raptors. Uh, Nets in eighth. And then you got the Hawks, Hornets, Wizards trailing. It's not too far away from the Nets, but they're going to have to do some, some digging. I really want to see uh, Trey Young in the playoffs again. But let's see. Yeah, let's start with the East. Um, Heat are, you know, as good as always. They're 9-1 and one in their last 10. They're quietly winning these games. Uh, their defense is legit, and their offense is... Uh, above average, so that's going to win you a lot of games in the regular season. The question is, can they keep it up in the playoffs? They made it to the finals in 2020 and lost to the Lakers and Anthony Davis. Uh, you know, it was a good series. Jimmy Butler did what they can, did what he could, but with 
uh, a few key injuries here and there. They were not able to finish the job. Now, they had a lot of young players that kind of did not show up in the finals that year. Uh, Tyler Hero being and Duncan Robinson being one, uh, a few of them. But uh, they've definitely taken a step up this year. Uh, Duncan Robinson has sort of declined in, in standards, but uh, he's still one of the best shooters in the league. That being said, Tyler Hero definitely took a step up. Uh, and if he could manufacture these things in the playoffs, he might develop a name for himself. Jimmy Butler is paying, playing at a career level. And Bam Adebayo is proving to be one of the best two-way stars in the game right now. Alongside DeAndre Aiden. But we'll get to him later. Um, overall, the Heat have a really good team. A really consistent team. They have a lot of, you know, they got P.J. Tucker, uh, a good gritty defender. And they could support the team around, you know, uh, these guys. I mean, if Jimmy Butler can lead these guys to the finals again, I believe they might be able to get it done. Now, it just depends who out of the East is going to be their matchup. And uh, if they, if the eight, if the Nets somehow remain in eighth and they, and they get the, the heat, <laughs> heat might be out of luck if they get Kyrie, Ben Simmons, and KD together. So they either got to start thinking about losing some games to get the seating that they want. I would ideally want a Celtics, Raptors, or Hawks matchup. Um, but that being said, will they do it? I'm not sure. Um, let's get to the elephant in the room. We're going to skip the Bulls because they've kind of died down. Uh, DeMar DeRozan can't do everything every night. Uh, they played tonight. Did he? He had a streak of eleven games with thirty plus points. Let's see if he had thirty today. He had eighteen, so he lost that streak. Oh, sad, 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 sad. But you know, um, you know, you can't do that day in and day out. Only James Harden could do that. He had that streak where he had thirty games. Or 32 games with 30-plus points. Now, if you think about that, that's crazy. That's more than a month where he was scoring 30 a night. Speaking of James Harden, let's get to the big white elephant in the room. James Harden is now a member of the 76ers. If there's one thing that both Joel Embiid and James Harden bring to the table is free throws and the ability to draw a foul. Joel Embiid because he's big and physical, and James Harden is because he's a master of his craft. 
these guys are notorious for being able to draw fouls and they don't even, you know, they initiate the contact and it still gets called the other way. So as a defender, you can't even touch them. Remember how the league, by the way, remember how the, the league wanted to emphasize all these, you know, initiated contact fouls and uh, these uh, jumping into the defender uh, fouls and, you know, stopping halfway in the paint. But it was detrimental to some of their key players, so they decided to, like, slack off on it, you know? But that was big debate at the beginning of the season, and that kind of just died down and went out the window because the refs went back to their normal tendencies, which obviously will happen over the course of a season if you've been calling games for 20-odd years the same way. But, man, the amount of free throws these guys are taking by themselves is insane. They are actually taking more free throws than some actual teams out there combined, just two players. And it's leading to not some of the most boring basketball, but some of the most lengthy basketball. Like, these games are lasting two to three hours when they should be lasting uh, two hours at the most. And it's very consistent. They are winning games, and they will continue to win games. But they're very top-heavy in terms of lineup. Like, let's say yesterday they played the Knicks and they whooped on them. I mean, low-key, they are pretty deep. Not going to lie. They are pretty deep. Jesus Christ. If Tobias Harris could put up like 20 a night alongside Maxi, you're talking about an unstoppable team. But uh, as of right now, Tobias Harris is nowhere to be found. This team can make it to the East Finals. Will they make it to the East Finals? I honestly think so. I think the NBA will... Oh. A 76ers-Nets matchup in the playoffs, hopefully in the conference finals, is what the NBA wants. That story, that narrative that can be painted with that... with that <laughs> that matchup is going to be legendary if it if it goes according to plan it could be one of the most legendary playoff series of all time you're talking about the perfect story you have James Harden on his new team with superstar Joel Embiid Versus the trio that is now Kyrie, KD, and Ben 10. Now you're telling me that the NBA doesn't want this? If all players are healthy and they could somehow make this happen, 
this is not guaranteed for next year. Some of these players could get hurt, and all of a sudden, these players are not in contention right now. But 76ers and Nets will probably bring the most amount of viewers possible. So, instead of uh, talking about the teams right now, I'm going to make an East bracket. Mm. I'm going based off of the standings as of March 1st, I'm going to make a bracket. And it's going to have the and it's going to have So I'm making an East bracket, and it's going to have these uh, Nets and the 76ers in the conference finals. We just have to make that happen somehow by looking at the NBA standings. And as of right now, it's going to be Heat versus Nets. Oh, this is not looking good. Bulls versus Raptors. Guess who play each other? The 76ers and the Celtics. Oh, that's funny. That would be, you know, that, that how often does that happen? So as of right now, I don't think the uh Let's see how how do the All right, so the way the NBA playoff format works. Here, hold on. Give me a second, guys.
All right, so we're making an East playoff bracket so we can make the uh, 76ers and the Brooklyn Nets play each other in the Eastern Conference Finals. Now, the way the NBA playoff format works, it's 1v8, 2v7, 3v6, 4v5. The Then uh, 1v8 will play the winner of 4v5. Oh, that's perfect. And uh, the winner of 2v7 will play the winner of 3 versus 6. All right, so as of right now, you have the Heat versus the Nets. And obviously, that's 1 and 8. And obviously, the Nets got to win that one because we want them to move on. Uh, 3 versus 6 would be the 76ers versus the Celtics. And sorry, the 76ers will win that series. Uh, the 4v5 matchup is Bucks versus Cavs, and Bucks will win, but that won't matter. And uh, Bulls are going to beat the Raptors because the Bulls are the Bulls, and that benefits the NBA the most. Raptors already got their title, so you could already exclude them out. 1v8 to play the winner of 4v5. So you get an Eastern Conference. <laughs> you get an Eastern Conference Finals rematch in the second round between the uh, Bucks and the Nets. And obviously, you want the Nets to make it out of it. And then you're gonna have the 76ers play the Bulls, which is gonna be a great series. But the 76ers will have to make it out. And that's how you do it. As of right now, if the NBA Eastern Conference standings stay the same, you have the perfect opportunity for chaos. You would have in the first round the Nets upsetting the Heat in seeding terms. Eight will beat the one seed. Nets will move on. Great for the NBA. Great story. I'm sorry, Heat. You guys had a good year. First round exit, but next year your young players would be good and you guys will probably make it to the finals if Jimmy Butler uh, still plays to a good level. That's a good story. I'm fine with that. 76ers versus Celtics, a classic in the first round. You always get it. It's always guaranteed most of the time. <laughs> and, you know, 76ers will win a hard-fought series 4-2 uh, uh, to two or something like that. Uh, Bucks versus Cavs. Bucks beat a young, gritty team to get the rematch against the Nets in the second round. Nice. Okay. You know? Okay. And then the Bulls beat the Raptors because they're having a great year, and DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine are going to be playoff stars, so why not have them in the playoffs? Now, the second round, you get great matchups. Bucks versus Nets, uh, Eastern Conference Finals rematch. Oh, wait. That was... Wow. I'm... Bro... I'm d- I, I, I'm dumb. I, I've been thinking the the Bucks and the Nets played each other 
in the Eastern Conference Finals, but the Hawks made it to the Eastern Conference Finals because they were able to beat the Nets. No? No, they were able to beat the Sixers. The Bucks beat the Nets in the second round, so it's going to be a rematch of the Bucks and the Nets in the second round. I wasn't too far off. Okay. But yeah, it'll be a rematch of the second round. But the Nets will get the win this time. Jeez. Oh my God. Anyways, it's still good. It's still good. It's still good. And then the 76ers and Bulls will play a really good series. It's going to be a great series. But it's the Bulls' first time in the playoffs in a while. So we'll take the 76ers. And you got Nets versus 76ers, and I think the Nets will beat the 76ers because I believe the Nets only have about one to two more years unless they could get next year to work. If this Ben Simmons thing goes well, who knows? They could win the next two years. They could two-peat, maybe even go for a three-peat. We'll see. But, yeah, that's the Eastern Conference bracket. Uh, is that all I wanted to talk about in the East? Let's see. Yeah, pretty much. The rest is just the West. <laughs> you guys see how I did that? That rhymes. All right, but let's move on to the West. We'll do a bracket for this, too. But we'll start off with a few storylines. The Suns lost Chris Paul to uh, a thumb injury. Something like that. Uh, But he's out for a few weeks. But they're in the number one seat, so they're pretty much chilling. They're six games in front of the Warriors. Now, that is a pretty tough deficit to overcome with just around... 20-ish games left in the season. So, uh, yeah, I mean, they're sitting pretty, and they could sit pretty up until the playoffs. So once the playoffs come around, they're already ready. Their focus is on the playoffs already. So betting-wise, they're probably off limits right now. They're Obviously, they're going to try and win games, and they're going to win games. But all they're focused on is getting back to the finals. So stay away from them bidding-wise. And we move on to the Warriors, who have kind of slumped recently. Uh, Steph Curry not playing to his MVP potential. His playoff, his MVP hopes have kind of died down. Uh, But let me transition into the Mavericks because we know what the Warriors are capable of when Draymond Green is back, obviously. And he will be back for the playoffs. The Warriors are also sitting pretty. They're sitting like three games behind in front of fourth. And they currently out of eighth place. They're 12 games uh, out of eighth place. So they're sitting pretty as well. Uh, they're, they're looking at towards the playoffs as well. And they want Draymond back because he makes all the difference. If they have... Clay, Draymond, Steph, Poole, you know, Kaminga, uh, fucking Kevin Looney, 
Oh man, it's gonna be a good team to fuck with. Um, but man, let me get let me let me let me go into this math team because they made a good trade and got uh Dinwiddie and Bertons from the Wizards for Porzingis. And let me tell you, the Mavs finally got a point guard that can actually run the floor well enough so that they could give Luca a good enough break. Luca does not have to put out these back-breaking efforts anymore. Um, no diss on Jalen Brunson. Don't get me wrong. Like the backcourt that they run, the second unit of Dinwiddie and Brunson together works. But they could honestly trade Brunson for some some more shooters or better defense. And honestly, they might need that defense soon. So if 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 I don't think they'll get to the finals this year, but if they can might make the right moves in the offseason and make the right trades and deal Brunson for some good support around Dinwiddie and Luca, you're talking about a dynasty. So if you can find the right big and a good shooter to to fill these roles, I mean David Bertans is already there, but you could find another one with a nice big and improve on your defense, man. You're making it to the finals, no doubt. So next year, look to place a Mavericks future, the twenty twenty three NBA Finals champion will be the Dallas Mavericks. You heard it here first. No one is saying that for the next six months at least. But yeah, keep an eye on them because they're going to do some damage. Uh, The Grizzlies, we move on to the Grizzlies. You know, they've been good. John Morant is playing at a great level. They always produce a consistent amount of basketball. Um, They tend to slip up when they lose their rhythm. So what I mean by that is John Morant can't shoot three-pointers. I'm sorry to say it, but that's that's the reality. And unless he works on that, by the way, if he finds a three-point shot, that man is breaking records. That man is scoring 78. (laughs) Because, man, let me tell you, the way he gets... 50-plus points is driving to the rim. It is career high of 52 tonight. That's good. He had a crazy poster, and then two minutes later, he finished off with the second-half buzzer beater where Steven Adams just chucked it from the inbound line all the way 90 feet across the court to a... Leaping John Moran, who caught the ball in midair and shot it in midair as he caught it. It was one of the most athletic plays I've ever seen in my life and probably will go down as the play of the year. Unless we get a crazy buzzer beater in the playoffs. John Morant is having a spectacular year, and if he could somehow lead the Western Conference, or if he could somehow lead the Wizards to the Western Conference Finals, This man is getting his name hung up on the rafters, man. Like, this guy is going to carry this team to glory, and he's not going to stop until he does. Jazz, 
don't have, let's see, they have Donovan Mitchell, uh, uh, who they lose, Joe Ingles, but they're doing fine, honestly. They're eight and two in their last ten. You know, they don't really need him. Mavericks, we already talked about them. Nuggets are getting healthy, and they will have Jamal Murray back by playoffs. Um, it's a question of whether they could get him up to speed. The Timberwolves are sitting in seventh, uh, two game, two and a half games in front of the Clippers. Anything could happen between the seventh through ten. So let's see. Timberwolves, you could count them in. The Clippers are way in front of the Lakers, and I don't think they're going to catch them up. The Lakers are falling fast, and the Pelicans are moving up fast, so I believe the Pelicans will overtake and win against the Clippers. Uh, Pelicans make it to the eighth seed. No, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Suns versus Pelicans. So now we're doing a Western Conference back, kind of like we did with the with the um, East. But yeah, we're 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 gonna see where this goes, basically. Ooh, Grizz versus Nuggets. As of right now, as of right now, let's see. As of right now, the playoff matchups go Suns versus Pelicans, Warriors versus Tims, Timberwolves, Grizzlies versus Nuggets, and Jabs versus the Mavericks. I'm speculating to play in. Uh, Lakers will fall out. The Pelicans will make it to the playoffs by beating the Clippers in the play-in. Suns versus Pelicans, Warriors versus Timberwolves, Grizzlies versus Nuggets, Jazz versus Mavericks. Um, for the fuck of it, I'm gonna say that the Pelicans beat the Suns. The Warriors will beat the Timberwolves. The Grizzlies and Nuggets will be a great series, but the Grizzlies will win. And the Jasmine Mavericks will be a great series, but the Mavericks are going to win. Now you would have a Pelicans versus Warriors, right? 
No, 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 no. The next round would be Pelicans versus Mavericks. Warriors versus Grizzlies. And the Mavericks win against uh, the Pelicans. And the Grizzlies will win against the Warriors. And you have a Mavs versus Grizzlies. And the Grizzlies make it out of the West. That is how you have it. That is how it's going to go down. I believe I talked about everything I wanted to. Now we move on to the MLB. As of right now, this is where I play the wow. Uh, currently, Putin and nukes are trending. That's frightening. Oh my god. Oh, my God. People are saying Putin will use nukes, and he's not afraid to use them. Sheesh. Oh my, 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 have they reached the deal? Is it time? So looks like uh, they agreed on the 12 team playoff format. Uh, looks like a deal is going to get done, honestly, but nothing's official. Some owners are currently leaving. Significant progress has been made, but several hurdles still need to be resolved. We're fine. This hard deadline wasn't really a hard deadline. We know they could get behind it. Ooh, Verlander uh, responded to Ben. Bob Nightingale's tweet. He, oh, nice. He's... Uh, before deal can be consummated before breakfast. So people are still at work. Uh, just your daily reminder. Uh, not billionaires versus billionaires. 71%. Blah, blah, blah. 
pay them what they're worth. Ba 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 ba. Um. Hmm. Yeah. Oh man, the MLB is in for a rough year because what they did to the fans, what they did to the players will not be good. The players will be putting out their message out in games. It's going to be weird, man, because there's so much integrity that goes into this game and for owners to just come in and just disregard not unwritten rules in baseball but just disregard the game with blatant disrespect and baseball goods the baseball gods will make the game suffer if they have to if it means for the better of the game and if it means these owners have to sell the teams or something like that, or a major management shift has to be done, so be it. But, man, these guys, they're done. They just want to play baseball and be treated fair. You know, all that service time manipulation, all the juice balls, the – you name it, the multiple cheating scandals they've been caught in. As of last year, the discussions have fucking uh, have exposed the owner's naked greed. You know, the owners threatened to, they actually threatened today. Uh, they're willing to miss a month of baseball and they threatened to miss opening day. Like, they don't want to budge to the players' demands because they know if they budge, they, this is the end of, this is the end of their power, you know? Anyways, I'll, I'll give you guys an update on, on what happens once this deal gets done, but hopefully we have some baseball by March. But let me end you guys off with the first segment that I'm going to introduce to Mount Davis. Uh, most of this time, it's going to be uh, a letter to insert name here. And most of these times, these letters are going to be to like, uh, League commissioners or, you know, certain individuals that we name that are uh, relevant in news that week or something like that. And it's going to be mostly like an inside joke. But this is the first official uh, a letter to. And uh, here we go. This is a letter to Rob Manfred. Dear Mr. Rob Manfred. You suck. Well, I may say that being MLB commissioner is no easy task. The job is actually quite hard. You probably take the cake as the worst one. You're probably even worse than Roger Godell in terms of commissioners right now. 
while you are being paid by the owners and you are brought in for what you can provide during these MLB lockout negotiations. It is by being the labor lawyer that you are that you are worse than Ponscum itself. And the people that you work for are no better. I know they employ you, and I know that you have to take their side, but still. The owners have hijacked what is a game for the players and the fans. And you just sit there and take it for them when you could you could have easily started to bridge it, a gap between you know owners and players. But you just decided to not do anything and collect a paycheck, which is what most people do. But the players will never back down, and I think the fans are on their side. So if you guys decide to do anything, the game will suffer, and the consequences are are going to be rough. People are starting to wake up, and if you don't treat the players that they love right, they will not come to games. They will not support your team, and we will boycott them, will be. Thank you for ruining baseball. Sincerely, Mount. All right, guys, but that's pretty much it for this episode of Mount Davis. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I'm going to uh, edit this a little and release it. But uh, until then, I will be releasing a UFC 272 podcast with my friend Matthew. We will go over the main card and we will give out our best predictions and we'll try to, you know, We'll try to have a good time. But uh, until then, look out for that. After that, you'll get some Champions League content. Um, And hopefully, we'll start looking forward to uh, March Madness and opening day MLB. I'm excited for all that. And I'm looking forward to taking this podcast places. So... If you guys can just, you know, let me go to baseball games and just I could provide a lot of content on the field, off the field. I don't know. Just pay for me going to sporting events, please. But uh, until then, it's been a good one, and I hope you guys have a great day. Peace out.